Hey, everybody. Today's episode, David Martin. What a guy. He's got, whew, you know, the zigzags that we talk about all the time. What did you think, Maurice? Absolutely. I uh, I needed to write it all down because otherwise I <laughs> yeah. follow, right? So I, I wrote it all down. He started off um, with uh, Stock Exchange. Um, then he went into medical IT. Then he did a bit of real estate, uh, consulting, um, service companies, and mixed martial arts company. And now he's in food processing or so. Um, but yep. the funny thing is, or the most interesting thing is, um, and that's uh, what he answered to one of my questions, is that um, there's a threat to all of those. Mm -hmm. And Russ and I, <laughs> we were just like, there's a threat between all of those. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, stay tuned. Um, listen to this amazing story uh, by David. And um, we got serious in between or towards the end of it, right? Not all just mm. fun. Yep. Um, but I think it's super interesting, especially for young entrepreneurs and looking to, yeah, how to stay and become an entrepreneur. And uh he has a lot of that story uh, that he shared with us. All right, here we go. Because really, what could go wrong once you press record, right? Exactly, <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> it's all going to be very perfect. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another group of crazy people doing a podcast, the Crazy People Podcast. In the hot seat. Dave Martin. Welcome, Dave. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much for, for joining um, this esteemed podcast of Crazy People. So <laughs> what we're going to try uh, to figure out is where your crazy is hiding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so let's start off with your origin story. Um, let, us, let us know where you come from, New York. Uh, but more from a from a business perspective, where you come from, what it is that you do, okay? Sure. Ah, absolutely. So, uh, like I said, I was born and raised in in New York. Uh, uh, graduated from NYU. Did uh, I went to uh, undergrad at Stern, and uh, while I was at school, I worked my way uh, sort of through school on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. It was an amazing, amazing job. Uh, really didn't have too much uh, experience when you're 17, 18, 19 years old with the stock market, right? Especially back then, but uh, like Wall Street and, you know, seemed exciting and uh, really got my first real taste of what uh, efficient markets are and the way people interact and the buy and the sell and the bid and the ask and sort of the craziness. And this was back in the day where, uh, people were writing, you know, tickets and paper tickets, and the floor was a buzz with, with energy, and um, all the rooms were were buzzing. And uh, there I was, and then uh, just about the time when Smith Barney uh, acquired uh, Salmon Brothers, and I had an opportunity uh, to start a company. I met some guys out from California that were, had this crazy idea. And I took the severance package that was being offered. And I said, okay, I give myself a year or whatever that might be. And started our, started our first company. It was uh, originally uh, got some funding from and grant money from IBM. 
It was a medical informatics company. And we got uh, venture backed and um, really interesting. We did a uh, um, voice activated medical uh, client medical records in the neonatal intensive care unit. So it was really before it's time. And the crazy thing is, is, is that um, the technology as far as it, it, it was so first stage it was but yet we were doing such amazing things and the hardware was just so expensive i remember what it used to cost to make uh the, you know a laptop for just the process and then now you can just pick up like your your phone and it's like it's it's, it's, it's insanity yep. it's insanity but i got my real taste for entrepreneurialism there um and then um after that uh, that ran its course as these things sometimes do and then um Got involved in some commercial real estate, worked doing uh, consulting for um, some big sort of consulting firms focused on the, uh, really on the alternative investment fund space. Uh, was involved in a SOX consultancy firm. So really got this understanding of uh, the regulatory world and, and, and all the joy involved in that. And then sort of, again, parlayed that on the consulting front and then uh, started a few of my own companies in between then, uh, a couple of service companies, and then a, um, believe it or not, a, a mixed martial arts facility, partnered up with a couple of pro athletes and we purchased, you know, purchased some property and we redid it and had a really amazing sort of experience doing that. And, you know, now I'm sort of have my thing and, you know, I'm sort of out entrepreneurially sort of got a new, you know, two things we're working on. I'm working on a, at a project, uh, on a restaurant project, and then also um, just started a new, uh, where we're, we're trying anyway, a uh, really interesting first of its kind um, at home candy making and infusing system. So um, I, I love the trajectory and how crazy my life has been, you know, between institutional and entrepreneurial. But now about 50, where I'm now in my 50th year of life, I, I'd say that I love, you know, love the craziness of being an entrepreneur. That's uh, Maurice. I, I see once again, that, that red thread, that red line that we uh, keep seeing over and over. It's like, Oh, hang on. I'll go. Nope. Oh, no, I'll no, I'll no. I'll be and, yeah, back and forth and back and forth zigzagging. Super creatively, awesome, awesome, Dave. That, that, that's a that's a funny trait, and it's I, I think it's interesting that you would mention that the entrepreneurs seem have to the seem have to the, this belief that whatever they look at, they're like, huh. As you said, I think I can do it better. Let me try, right? How hard can it be? Like famous last words, right? Um, <laughs> famous last words, yes. Yeah, learn, I learned that really hard this past year because we've got, you know, a really good engineering team behind us right now. We're pro developing a consumer product. And I'm like, how hard can that be? You know, like, and actually, you know, three months later, developing a part that big, it's like, it's not so easy, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like people have, have entire careers and job, job profiles to do this. But hey, I can learn this in a quarter of a year, of course. <laughs> That's what we do. Hey, you had yeah. so many. I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Right? Let's let's start at the beginning. The the stock market thing. You yeah. know, whenever I hear stock market and those tickets, I have to think of trading places, Eddie Murphy, and that sure. scene. Right? That's the first yeah. thing 
especially as a kid from the 80s, that's the first thing that pops up in your mind, right? You know, it is what was in my mind when I, you know, when I showed up the first day, that's what my, that was what I had in my head. Um, not too far off from that, actually, you know, that was obviously down in Philly. Um, I was on the New York, but uh, yeah, back in, you know, there literally were, you know, visitor galleries and, you know, it, it, it was um, what you saw in the movies for sure back then. Yeah. I had I had the chance to be down on the floor once, but it was pretty boring uh, by then because I think nobody was actually on the floor anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's and, and uh, it was all automated, remote, and and so on. So it was a little bit boring, but it was still cool to be on the floor and just to experience it for for a hot minute. Uh, that was that was kind of funny, and then. You went on the journey as, as uh, and I had to write it down because otherwise I, I, I would have lost track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where you went on the zigzag uh, all, all across. And um, I wanted to go back to the, the hardware piece of it. And just your, as somebody who's been there, and we've all been there because we're old enough. Because uh, I've been, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I've been in the uh, IT and hardware computer museum in Cambridge in, in UK. Yeah. And I saw all the old goodies again, right? How yeah. weird is it to think about where, where we all came from, those huge bricks, the Commodore C64 and the Amigas and the PCs, 482s or whatever they were called, right? Yeah. And, know that whatever we had back then is not even close to what we all carry around now right it's it's yeah. incredible it's it, it, it it's beyond comprehension like i was um traveling a couple of weeks ago and i'm in i'm in one locale and my my one of my you know best friends is in the south pacific uh and within three seconds, we're connected and talking. And I'm just like, and not only that, like we're recording the conversation and then I get a transcript of it. And I'm just like, and I think to myself, you know, how we we, we were doing a jig when we were able to get a, the computer to process like a line within, you know, minutes, you know, at the beginning. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah, we were in a museum in Washington, D.C. a couple of years ago. And some of the you know old computer equipment's on display and is that stuff and it's one of the most popular terminals from the the late 80s early 90s is, is over there's sort of like a line of them and i'm like to my daughters i'm like that's i learned to code on that kind of they're like what that thing wasn't that like in the 60s when they launched to the moon i'm like no 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 that's actually like i was still learning on that when i was at college get out of here that's crazy <laughs> How old do you think I am? <laughs> so, like, we saw uh, Apollo 13. It looked like the things in Apollo 13, Dad. Are you sure? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, I actually, um, sorry for the detour with the hardware, but I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself being a nerd. <laughs> um, but in, in those early days, what is it that you picked up being both in the stock exchange area and then founding and being there for your first company? What did you pick up that really shaped who you are in terms of a business person and what it is that you're doing as a business person today? What, what lessons did you take away from that? 
So I actually going to go one step before because I think one of the greatest the, the one of the greatest well lessons I had that shaped me professionally was um, I graduated college and I you know uh, here I am at Solomon Brothers you know seven World Trade Center you know, Liars Poker had come out a few a few years before and as a you know a kid I was you know wow here I am in that this place you know and. Um, and then not too long after I was there, a uh, year or two, so um, the Smith, Mar Smith Barney acquisition of Solomon Brothers happened. And I saw all these people just, and I, you know, here I'm, I'm fresh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, farm fresh and didn't know really layoffs or, you know, any of this sort of stuff. And I saw like grown men and women, like, you know, crying and, you know, composing themselves and how am I going to pay for college or now, you know, my, my, my daughter's got, and all real world, you know, things that you take for granted all this time. And, you know, because of this, I like, I understand corporate America decisions are made. I got that, you know, um, but what it, it, what it cemented in me was the concept of self-reliance. Like I, I never wanted to ever be in a position where I had to uh, sort of that Oliver Twist sort of, you know, please, sir, can I have some more? And sort of I have to rely upon somebody to feed me. Like, I'm not saying there always been good times. There, there's dips and, you know, uh, and lulls and things. But I, I, I didn't want that. I didn't want to be beholden to that. Not to say I didn't want to participate, you know, in, in working with companies like that. But I always wanted to know that I had some ability um, you know, and some freedom to saying, okay, well, you know, I, I can do something myself, you know, and I know that it takes, takes sometimes, you know, a big britches and things of that nature, you know, but um, that, that cemented, you know, cause I went into that Solomon, I thought right away, I'm going to do a couple of years here, get my MBA, go get a job. You know, like I, I saw my path, you know, just you know and then it just that one moment just completely you know changed my mindset and um and um it's been sort of that common theme for for me uh always it's just you know not to be afraid to take a chance um but that takes a uh that takes a certain mindset though um to because I know that a lot of my friends, for example, that have their day job and they just do what they do, they always ask, how do you handle the pressure of not knowing how the bills are going to be paid in a two or three, four months time frame, right? Because if you have your cushy job, you know the money's gonna come in until it actually doesn't anymore, right? And, and especially well, here in Germany. It, it's 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 an illusion really right you know the, the 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 i'll never forget it i see him often when i when i you know i i see him hunched over and crying in his hands and i've never seen a grown man cry before my entire life that day i mean it was really you know one of those things that really impacted and affected me you know and i'm saying like you know he he, he had no idea it was coming you know it was he might have been there 20 years and you know 15 years, consistent paycheck, enough that you can plan your life and your future. And one minute it goes like that. So I always had friends, I don't know how you do it or how you're going to start that, you know. Yeah. Um, 
but you don't really know either. I mean, we saw, you know, you saw, you know, anybody that's lived through in our generation, I'm assuming we're all sort of generation X, you know, um, you know, we've, we, we came out of college in a, in a horrible sort of recession, you know, difficult times. Then we, we ran this crazy run on the, this, this crazy dot uh, com run into boom, right? You know, yeah. I had so yeah. many friends that automatically they were, everybody was a millionaire, you know, on paper with all these starting all these crazy websites. And then, you know, and then in seconds it all came right. And then the real estate run out of boost. So we've, we've seen these crazy, you know, booms and busts and things. Um, nothing is given. You know, and I think, you know, I say to my, you know, to my friends all the time, I, I mean, um, you know, you could wake up one morning and things are completely changed. Like I, COVID, substant, when that happened, didn't see it happening at all. And it completely wrecked my business. I mean, could not recover really from it um, appropriately. So I didn't see that coming. In fact, my business had its greatest month in, in um, February. And we were like, wow, like we were at that point where we were like, now we're going to shake. Now comes the joy, right? And next thing you know, we're locked down. Yeah. So like, you just, you just don't know, you yeah. know, um, I think for entrepreneurs, um, they have like a cat. They just tend to have an ability sometimes to land on their feet. It might take them a while, you know, to figure out the next step, but I feel like, um, that's a skill that you know that can take you far in life you know and you know life as far as happiness and value and things um whereas other people you know if you need to get that job and hired and stuff it's it's a, and there's no look every I, I couldn't do what they do they can't you know there's no there's no right or wrong answer but for me I, I just, I, I needed to, to, to have that reliance just to, that self-confidence and the ability mm -hmm. to say to myself I can do this yeah, I think one part, and then I wanna I wanna close on that. And then what I what I what I saw with you bouncing back and forth between super different uh, uh, professions there is that something that I learned, and that was really early on. I think when I was when did we found the agency? I think I was about nineteen, and then we went to some kind of a training here in Germany for for young entrepreneurs. And that guy, an old guy, right, in his 50s, <laughs> you know, when you're 19, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he said, listen, the, the most important thing that you have to learn as an entrepreneur is to take action. Mm -hmm. um, without action, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's no boss yeah. Yeah. who's doing things for you. It is you or it's not going to happen. Yeah, and that really stuck with me. It's a, it's actually a nice little word game in German. It doesn't work in English. I tried for the past two minutes to translate it in some way that it <laughs> that it works, but it's uh, it essentially says you are an entrepreneur, so go ahead and do that, right? Yeah, if you do it. It's not going to happen. You're on your own, right? It's a it's a beautiful sentiment, and in fact, I had a. I had spent some time doing commercial real estate in New York pre-September 11th and uh, worked for a global firm. I wanted a little more global experience, like selling to big corporations and things of that nature. And um, and um, it was and being in New York City real estate is is as competitive as, as you're gonna find in um, 
as far as as far as you know wanting to really hone your sales your sales skills and my my boss who was really you know a bootstrap kind of guy you know um would say uh and it stuck with me it was like the difference between those that are successful and those that aren't sometimes you know the successful guy they both are building the same exact ship at the dock you know but one is going to set its sail and course correct and fix and on the way and the other is going to make is going to get it to the point where it's so perfect that it's never perfect and it doesn't leave you know the same sort of idea you gotta go and yeah. then i was like okay you know i understood what you're saying and it's the same sort of sentiment so yeah action and movement um stagnation and complacency are the worst things you know that can that can happen yeah absolutely so how do you how did you get from one of the companies to the other companies or from one idea to the other idea because again i know we are we are repeating over and over but there's so there's actually a common theme there's actually a common theme um it was always really always tied to being able to you know shine a light on things to sort of say hey is this is this real or is it not real or to be able to make a a educated you know an educated guess and that even even now uh with what i'm doing uh, i'm looking at this company bowie that i'm involved in in this at home confectionery making system it's about solving a problem right now if you're looking at what people are getting in their mass infused confections like the melatonins and or your cannabis or your cbd there you know there's plenty of litigation plus investigations that what you're buying is not necessarily what's in there there's you know sports nutrition it's a big issue and i was like that's a billion dollar market multiple billion dollar market and i was like this can be fixed and so working on solving that problem and then um this restaurant concept is the same thing is that people are you know the, the ability to have fresh food and and know what you're putting in your body and differentiating that from from sort of what else is out there is, is an important thing. So for me, it's always been this line of integrity and honesty and transparency that I've always sort of been uh, attracted to and sort of try to focus in businesses and sort of and that are doing those sort of things. So there is sort of a common a common thread that 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 that's there and things that I've done. Especially in the in the creative food environment right in a greater food business that seems to be something that for the past i want to say six seven years has become a stronger and stronger theme that people don't want to just buy whatever you put in front of them they want to know where was that cow right uh how did it live uh what did the neighbor say kind of that kind of attitude so that 100 percent anticipate okay what is it that i'm eating Yeah, and I think you know it's very it become it can get very niche. So like, and I think if you look at like the coffee business is is a is a good one to look at. I mean, you can get it down to where the bean was sort of sourced and you know how it was watered and you know, you know, right up through you know. So there there's a huge spectrum in there. But I think you know we live in you know this device did something that you know it, it brought this world incredibly close together, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when it for good, you know, you saw how um, all of a sudden people that didn't have a voice, that didn't have eyes, or, you know, they can see for themselves. And, and the bad, obviously, bad messages get amplified to a very controlled, you know, focused audience. But 
people are more educated. And as a result, they're empowered to be making, you know, these choices and want these choices. Consumer advocacy is, is, is very important. Uh, and, and I think that control over what people put in their, in, in their bodies is, is, is incredibly important. And it comes down to the fact that for too often, you know, or many times, many times, what people are buying into or what they think they're getting, you know, years later, you find out that's really wasn't what I was getting. So, I mean, again, it comes down to, you know, being transparent. Yeah, being transparent and for the customer, do not, once you violated the trust, right? Uh, and then it's over, right? You're, you can be a hit one day and then you're done the next. And it's, it's really fast. So what were, what were the one or two things where you said like, I missed that. I talked to somebody about idea X, Y, and I just didn't jump on the boat when I should have. So the first one that comes to mind is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the concept that there's a group called pods, P-O-D-S, mm -hmm. but basically movable sort of storage pods. So you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're, storage comes to you and then you fill it up and they take it and put it into a warehouse. And, um, I, um, I missed out on that really. Uh, so that was that one. I, I just thought it was ridiculous and what did, you know, you know, at the time, but lo and behold, what, what did I know? Um, that one, uh, was, was a, was a kicker. Um, and then, um, the other one that I uh, missed the uh, missed the boat on, but really it was just because I really didn't um, understand it uh, was something on the cybersecurity front. I, you know, it's just I, I don't program. I don't really, you know, I, it's, it's hard for me to get involved. Something I don't inherently understand um, or can get an understanding, and I thought it was just it was just way over my head from a complexity standpoint. So. Yeah, those two would be the ones where I sort of kick myself at night for sure. And along the along the same lines, because what what we try to do is always to show that it's not all sunshine and roses, right? It's uh, entrepreneurialism. While we tend to lay on a, land on our feet and kind of find a way forward, there's also some of those dark days, uh, and that's where again what we talked about before, where some of our friends would say, "Hey, this is I, I don't know how you do this. It's because you have to go through, right? There's a process to to the madness, kind of." Yeah. Um, yeah. What was some of the, the 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 toughest decision that you had to make, or some of the, the toughest phase that you had to go through, but you knew it was just a faith, and you just kept walking. Yeah, so um, you know, I I live my life through like a creed that's you know the, the things that you can control are really in, in the world in your life attitude, effort, and gratitude, right? And you know, Viktor Frankl, a man search for meaning, goes into that very. If you haven't read that book, should definitely read that book. Um, it's really hard. I mean, I I would say that um, the hardest really was the COVID. You know, re the most recent really was, you know, the COVID aspect of things. Um, you know, I had a, uh, it was a, a mixed martial arts facility, you know, in in a, in a, in, in New Jersey. Um, 
and things just shut down, you know, and, and trying to get a little PPP money, which we did to keep it, you know, but only it goes so long, you know, um, and it was dark, you know, we had people that worked for us and we had, I had, you know, partners that ran these programs and, you know, and it went from zero to 60, right. And there's still bills and there's still things happening and all that sort of, and, you know, and, and, and I'll say, you know, for the most part, everybody, you know, understood the situations and things of that nature. Um, but you, you know, it was really, really hard to let people go or not let them go. You know, it, you know, you know, it was very hard. Um, and then um, being creative. So as soon as, you know, and playing within the rules that you were given, you know, it, it didn't matter for me, you know, what your, what your political argument was on thing like that, because it wasn't changing the law. It wasn't changing, you know, I'm not doing anything that's against the law or more importantly, that I felt was going to endanger children or the, our, our, or our coaches. But, you know, I wasn't, you know, or, or, or any of our athletes. Uh, and then getting creative and starting to invest, you know, when, when, we, when I sort of saw that we, we might be able to start operating outdoors, you know, and that started happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I was calling everywhere to secure mats to, you know, so setting up outdoors. And you know, will will customers come? And then realizing, oh my God, the sun's beating down in those mats, and then having to find tents. And I don't know if you trying to find tents and canopies, you know, was like, you know, it was craziness, you know. Um, and really trying to be creative and trying to, you know, continue the the customer experience and you know what they grown to, but in this completely unpredictable you know world mm -hmm. you know i remember the first time somebody came to us that was in our facility said oh i just tested positive like what do we do like i called the state i called the county i called like there was no rules there was no guidelines i mm -hmm. called my insurance company i called legal counsel nobody knew anything um yeah. That was really really difficult it was really really difficult to see you know we had some such talented youth athletes that you know were missing out on that experience that missed out on college uh, a lot of these kids they need that to get into schools you know as as, as entree into schools it was really hard you know it was a really hard time um as an entrepreneur for sure because how do you stay upbeat and positive and you know that's the you know you have to be if you're an entrepreneur you know you always have to be thinking you know what's the next thing and and didn't look like anything was happening then so that was that was definitely the darkest of, of times and there's nothing harder to tell somebody that you can't pay them not because something they did or, or you know we're going out of business or, or just because of what was you know what was happening it was really really hard yeah I, I i can imagine what did you take away from that did you do you feel like okay once i went through this um whatever comes it's not that bad anymore um I took away um, how incredible a local community can be, like your 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 um, customers and the local community um, really sort of rally around. You know, I, I, small businesses are the lifeblood of of local communities. 
And entrepreneurs take huge risks to make these communities vibrant. And I don't really think people realize all that goes into, you know, from your franchise owners, you know, through, you know, these are you know, these are big, big risks, financial risks and, 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 and everything else and time and passion involved. That, that, that was one big take. And the other thing is um, I went right back to that resiliency and I said, you know, crying in my Cheerios is not going to change the situation. So what can I do? You know, are there are there other methods that I can come up with? Yes, this was in our in our business plan, but we need to do this. Or how can we that? You know, how can I? You know, and and really just not to get stuck in the muck because mm-hmm. it isn't changing the situation, right? It goes back to your point. Uh, you know, you have to have that momentum. You need to move forward, um, and um, and it sometimes it's really hard to bring people along with you. Uh, because they don't see it or they're, they're dragged down or they don't, they don't, you know, that's very hard too, but you gotta be the cheerleader and you gotta be the champion. And sometimes you just gotta roll the dice. Doesn't always come up your way, but every now and then it does. And even if it's a little bit celebrate that little victory, you know, it doesn't always have to be this colossal win, especially when you're pivoting out of something that was so difficult Mm-hmm. You got to celebrate those little wins along the way, particularly if you're trying to build towards something. Yeah, you mentioned something earlier um, that I thought about. I happened to live out out on Long Island when 9/11 happened, and you were in sort of the other side of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a bunch of people in the world sort of saw it on the news, and it was a far away thing. But when it's up when it's up close, you sort of it's a different experience. Mm-hmm. Did did that experience going through that? It, I mean, you were in a different business and everything at the time, but no, did that but- help you with with COVID? you know, after you went through 9-11, it, you saw that? It, it, yes. And I'll tell you, um, I was, um, I was on the last subway out of the World Trade Center when the first plane hit. I was supposed to show space at the World Trade Center to a Japanese bank. And thank God uh, they canceled. Uh, I used to take the PATH train into the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. So I, um, and I remember that the building literally shook and the train took out. And when I got out, uh, Rockefeller Center, um, everybody was like, well, I, I remember walking into my office. My boss was like, are you okay? I was, what the hell is going on? And, you know, I'm, I'm looking. I eventually that day was evacuated, covered in ash from a ferry boat going towards uh, Hoboken, you know, getting the way out of the city. Mm-hmm. It brought perspective. Um, I, I, you know, what, with what was going on with with COVID and uh, how difficult and dark and all those things were, I was still grateful for everything that I had. I was grateful that my children were healthy. I was grateful that I still could go home. I was grateful that, you know, this is just business. It's not your entire life. Um, no matter, how, even if you give all to it, it's still not everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I have the ability to make choices and wake up in the morning, I drew from that and thinking about all those people, the people, the friends that I had, um, the associates that I knew that didn't have that same option. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex-wife's friend was on the cover of People magazine as one of the women that was pregnant and then uh, gave birth soon thereafter. They did a spread. Yeah. And I always think, my, you know, my son was born around that, you know, a little bit thereafter. And I was like, I get to go home to him. 
his dad comes home. So it always brought perspective. And yeah, I learned, I learned a lot. It changed, it changed my life for sure. If you were to talk to your 16 year old self or 17 year old self with everything that you learned, as you just mentioned, what would be the advice that you would give him, young David? Knowing today what I know now or back then? <laughs> <laughs> what you know now, going back to him and just saying, these are the two things I want you to think about. I would, um, I would say, um, this is it's the same advice I recently, I gave my, my, my own children. Um, uh, make yourself a unicorn. You know, scarcity, there's a reason if you look at it, you know, scarcity and demand. Um, you know, I always tried to walk down the pathless travel, right? Um, I didn't always do it right. Um, but I think you've got to really, if you're going to choose to do something, the young David, do it fully, do it passionately, but do it knowing in, in, in a way that it's okay to be different. It's okay to make yourself unique and 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 because at the end of the day you're you're going to stand out from from everybody else and and i would say focus on what you're passionate about because it's a much longer life than you than you think it is right the the the, the days are the days are, are are long but the years are quick and before you know it it's going to be done so don't waste your time doing things you don't really love Absolutely. I think that is a perfect way uh, to end it. I appreciate so much uh, that you joined us on this show uh, and, and given us all those insights. Uh, fantastic talking to you and uh, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it, guys. I enjoyed the conversation. All right, everyone. This was another episode of this Crazy People podcast. And you heard from David uh, a fantastic story about how to make it as an entrepreneur and how to really shape your profile and <laughs> once again you heard the zigzag story that you love so much and um, please uh, join us again when it's the next time and we have another fantastic guest waiting for us and ready for you thank you so much